Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Our scripture this morning continues the book of Esther, Esther chapter 7, verses 1 to 10. So the king and Haman went to dine with Queen Esther, and on the second day at the banquet of wine, the king again said to Esther, What is your petition, Queen Esther? It shall be granted you. And what is your request? Up to half the kingdom, it shall be done. Then Queen Esther answered and said, If I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be given at my petition and my people at my request. For we have been sold, my people and I, to be destroyed, to be killed, to be annihilated. Had we been sold as male and female slaves, I would have held my tongue although the enemy could never compensate for the king's loss. So King Asuerus answered and said to Queen Esther, Who is he and where is he who would dare presume in his heart to do such a thing? And Esther said to the adversary, An enemy is this wicked Haman. So Haman was terrified before the king and queen. Then the king arose in his wrath from the banquet of wine and went into the palace garden. But Haman stood before Queen Esther, pleading for his life, for he saw that evil was determined against him by the king. When the king returned from the palace garden to the place of the banquet of wine, Haman had fallen across the couch where Esther was. Then the king said, Will he also assault the queen while I am in the house? As the word left the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face. Now Harbona, one of the eunuchs, said to the king, Look, the gallows, fifty cubits high, which Haman made for Mordecai, who spoke good on the king's behalf, is standing at the house of Haman. The king said, Hang him on it. So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Then the king's wrath subsided. So our topic, or the message this morning is anger. Last week we saw God's hand at work for his people once again. The king got a sudden case of insomnia, so he asked his servants to bring the book of his records. And the servants opened the book and read the story about Mordecai discovering the plot to kill the king. The king decides to reward Mordecai. And at that exact moment, Haman comes in and is looking to seek permission from the king to hang Mordecai, but he never gets a chance to ask. The king starts the conversation and asks Haman what would be a good way to honor someone. Haman, of course, believes the king is referring to him, so Haman comes up with this grand honor for the person. The king hears about it, the king agrees, and tells Haman to go and carry out this honor on Mordecai. To Haman's credit, he obeys. He does this, even though it humiliates himself. After the parade, Haman returns to his house, tells his family and friends about the humiliation, and his family and friends tell them, if this Mordecai is truly a Jew, then you are in trouble. Right after they say that, the servants come and take Haman to the second banquet that the queen has prepared. At the banquet, the king again reaffirms his 
interest in the matter that's bothering Esther. He pledges to do whatever she wants him to do. Esther once again displays her courage and her humility as she presents her request to the king. She says, if it pleases the king, save my people from destruction. She could have asked for anything, even the death or torture of Haman. But she simply presented the facts and asked the king to spare the life of her people. Of course, the king wants to know who came up with this plan to kill her. And Esther responds, it was Haman. The king is filled with wrath. But notice what he does. He leaves. He doesn't start yelling. He doesn't start swearing, kicking, screaming, crying, or whatever. He leaves the scene to cool off for a little while in the garden, to slow down, to collect himself, count to ten, do whatever it is he needs to do. People handle their anger in different ways. Think about some of the ways that you've handled your anger and some of the ways that you've seen other people handle their anger. I think as we mature both as people and especially as Christians, we handle our anger differently. Anger is definitely a normal part of life. It's a normal response to a difficult situation. When we see injustice is done in this world, we should be angry. When we see God's name is trashed, we should be angry. When the cable or the satellite goes out during a movie, we might be disappointed, but we shouldn't be angry and blow up about it. In this case, the king is mad. This injustice occurred. He promoted this man Haman. He trusted him. He gave him authority. And Haman abused it. So while the king's out in the garden, presumably cooling off, Haman's over, goes over and approaches the queen and is begging and pleading for his life. Of course, when the king returns, it looks like Haman was assaulting the queen. So once again, the king uh, becomes rather angry and the guards grab Haman. The king hears about the plan of Haman to hang Mordecai and he decides that's a fitting punishment for Haman. No wonder the king was upset with this guy. I mean, we all get upset at times sometimes, no doubt. But we need to deal with our anger. And the Bible has a lot to teach us, a lot to tell us about how to deal with it. First, we must recognize that it is sin if it's unjust or uncontrolled. Being angry at, uh, say, abortion clinics is a justified anger. It goes against God's word. But blowing them up in anger and killing the people that work there or go there is not justified. And even when we do have that justified anger, we must remember that we are Christians and we are representing Christ in this world and we still need to treat others with love and mercy. 
We're to love our neighbors. We're to love our enemies. Anger is a work of the flesh. It's characteristic of fools, of prideful people. And anger brings about its own punishment. In Job chapter 5, verse 2, it states, For wrath kills a foolish man. And when you think about it, that's exactly what happens. Did you ever get mad at your car for not starting? And did you jump out of the car and maybe kick it? And what happened? Did the car magically start because you got mad and kicked it? Or did you just hurt your foot and dent the car? More than likely, that's all that happened. We're to cease from anger. Our best, against, our best defense against anger is prayer. Talking to God. Allowing Him to take control of the situation. Anger is not good for us. Living in a constant state of anger is not good for us physically. It's not good for us mentally. And it's certainly not good for us spiritually. Anger management and conflict resolution are some of the most important skills and things that we need to learn in life. Especially when others are trying to purposely provoke you to anger. You cannot let them win. You cannot let them anger you. And we find that a lot. We find that in the world today. People not playing by God's rules. We find underhandedness, as in Haman. Deception, like Haman. Dishonesty and self-serving attitudes, just like Haman. We see it in this world today, but it's always been there. It's nothing new. And when we choose to abide by God's rules and deal with situations according to His will, then we know that we are under His protection. We are under His guidance. He's promised to take care of us, and He will. And when our lives are guided by those biblical principles, it gives us the ultimate advantage. Think about that the next time you get angry. Think about how God wants you to handle the situation. Anger is indeed a part of life, but it's how we respond to it that shows our true character that shows our true colors. And let us not forget that we are representatives of Christ in this world today. Let's close with a prayer. Lord, we thank you for our time and your word this morning. Sometimes in our anger and in our frustration, we do indeed sin. And we ask for your forgiveness for our weaknesses that we have. And we thank you for that forgiveness that you provide for us. Help us respond to others in our daily lives in ways that honor and glorify you. Amen.